0: another episode of the Murdoch and Frame podcast with me, Graham Murdoch, and my co-host Andrew Frame. Andrew, there's been a lot of signing news come out the trailer part this week, is there not? <laughs> How are you today, Andrew? I'm, I'm very good. Yeah. Yourself? Yeah, I'm I'm fantastic. You know, like I was saying, there's been a lot of a lot of signing news to talk about. We've got the final import signing, Russ Moyer, coming from Sheffield. We've got. An assistant coach to talk about, which will probably come as a bit of a surprise to a lot of people. Or it would have, had it not kind of leaked yesterday. And then we've got, I think, five British players to talk about their return as well. So we've got a lot to talk about today. We've got some questions from, from some of you we got in touch on Twitter. And we've got the final instalment of the best wall in hockey, the Wall of Frame. Now, Andrew? Guys have been getting in touch with you. They've been giving their suggestions. Do you do you have your final inductee ready to go? No, but well it's half an hour. Right, good. <laughs> I'm really glad we spent an hour planning this show. <laughs> right, let's let's crack on with the first signing, first signing news, which is of course the final import signing, the final import D-man coming in, and that's Ross Moyer, formerly of the Sheffield Steelers, and. I suppose reigning elite league champion. Sixty four games last season, three goals, twenty assists. Andrew, what
1: do we think about the signing for the Flyers? I think he'll be a steady d man for us. It's not the type of signing. I was hoping our last one would be as I said on the last show, you, you were looking for I was looking for somebody either big bodied or a highly offensive D man. You know, Dutson has decided to go along the route of getting uh, Moyer and, and what I've seen him last season, he was a good player. I think he'll be defensively sound for us, and I think he'll help us reduce the goals we let in. I just don't think he's going to be a guy that's going to get us points going forward. He doesn't
0: strike me as a guy that's going to get points, but then at the same time, he, he got 22 points last season. Both Jackman and Piquet I think, got about 29, didn't they? So it's not like it's... Um it's not like there's a massive difference between a guy like him who's meant to be defensively sound and the other guys who are meant to be like offensively talented. So it's just going to be interesting to see how, how things kind of play out. But I, I think at first glance, he's a, a reliable signing rather than anything else. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's, as
1: I said, um, reliable um, I think it'd be good defensively for us, but like like we said, I think maybe the points production we're going to get off the back end isn't going to be that high this this year. We're going to have to go with hopefully these high scoring forwards that we've brought in getting most of our points this year. That
0: that really is it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's peculiar, you know. It's it's not it's, the signing itself is fine, but as a whole. It doesn't look as though there's a whole like a lot of goals coming out of the out of the defense, but then at the same time, he's he's put up good numbers in other leagues. You know, you know some of some of his stuff in Sweden. I'd say his point of production was quite impressive there. Same with Denmark. I mean, his point of production was impressive. His CHL numbers were were brilliant. You know, um, in in two thousand eight, two thousand nine, they they were they were good good numbers. So he's he's obviously got the potential maybe to. Put up points, but has settled into this sort of shutdown role. That it kind of looks like he played last year. You know, I I got to say, I don't really recall a great deal of him. If if that's because he's a defensive player, then that's that's maybe the good thing because you only notice defensive players when they make mistakes.
1: And that's possibly what's happened there. You know, I don't think he made very many mistakes last season, so it wouldn't it wouldn't have been highlighted. You know, he wouldn't have been talked about enough or much, should I say. Like, like, yeah, sound defensive player that was signed there yeah.
0: Now we, we noticed this earlier, obviously I, I mentioned his, his CHL points total in that season 2008-2009, he played with, played with the Odessa Jackalopes, once again we're seeing this recruitment strategy that the Flyers have, where the top scorer on that Odessa team was Sebastian Tenel, so we're bringing in guys that know one another you know, we're bringing in and it kind of seems as though Tonell and Brooks are kind of the linchpins of this new group that are coming in. They they have a couple of players that are linked to them having played with them previously. And does that speak of potentially a leadership role for, for those guys?
1: Yeah, I would think so. I, we don't know exactly who's going to be the captain of that. But if we were to take guesses now, I would think that, you know, Brooks, Dingle, Tonell, Possibly Jackman will be the the leadership roles this year.
0: Yeah, and they've they've all got the potential to to, to lead, and I think all of those players will lead, regardless of whether they have a letter on their on their top or not. You know. Yeah,
1: definitely.
0: But it it will be interesting to see kind of who who makes up that leadership group. But I just I think that the fact that Tanel has played with now Moyer and and Shane Owen. Um and then we're we're looking at Brooks having played with Jackman and and Schaber. We're bringing in guys that they have existing relationships with, and and you hope that 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 will ease that bedding in period because as much as anything we've still got we we we've still got the players you know the, the players are still coming into the country at this moment in time, whereas a lot of other teams have have played preseason and not just the CHL teams you know there's there's other teams that have played some preseason games already, so they're obviously getting started a little bit sooner. So you have to hope that the players are coming in fit and they won't need to bed in because they already have these pre-existing relationships so it'll be quite simple for them to, to kind of settle in with their new
1: teammates. Yeah, you got to hope that, man. Um, I don't think these guys will come in unfit. They do do a lot of work over the summer, uh, fitness-wise, keeping themselves in shape. The first two games, you know, they'll all be rustiness in and um, against the German team. Us having just a two games and other teams having more than two games um, gives us less of a time to gel a team going into the season. So hopefully these guys do gel well in the, in the first two games and f- through this week and next week's training. Um, and then we'll get off to the best start, hopefully.
0: So, obviously we're talking about gelling. Let's talk about how this, this defence is going to line up now, Andrew. How do you see the defensive par- partnerships kind of working
1: at, at this moment in time? Well, I th- first thought about it, uh, it was, you know, it looks to me, it would be Moyer, Jackman, Paquette and Fulmer, Turon, and then, well, I'll, I'll say Tommy now, because I, I don't know if who, if there's going to be another player that comes in um, defensively who might take his place, but, looking at you, yeah, I, I think Tommy's going to be the sixth D-man, but, you know, you could have the case that you could maybe swap Jackman and Paquette round and have Paquette up there with Moyer and then Jackman with Fulmar. Um, I think it gives us a good bit of, you know, we can maybe chop and change it and train and just to see what lines will work. And it gives us a bit, we've got a couple of lines here we can probably mix up to get the best balance.
0: I think it definitely comes down to the skating ability of the lefty men. For me, I, I think Jackman has the potential to be in that top pairing because of his, his... Potential as a as an offensive output, but he's going to have to have someone there that has has a better engine when it comes to when it comes to the skating. I I think that's probably from what I saw. Of Jackman, I think he's got a great output. I think he's he could definitely lead an attack, but I don't think he's going to be able to turn back and get back to his own end quickly. And so he's going. To, it's all it all depends on how that either works with Moyer and if it doesn't work with Moyer it's, it's probably it's going to be Fulmer just for that, that exact reason like, I don't really know what the relative skating ability is of, of either of those players or I suppose it's the speed rather than the ability of skating that yeah. that we need to be looking at but I think that's that's going to shape it and that the Flyers themselves probably aren't going to know that until they have them all there together and they're doing skating drills and they can actually see who's going to work because I think that's how you need to match up I don't have that concern about Paquette cat is a good enough skater. He can get forward. He needs to remember to come back. But you know he, he, he he's a he's a quick skater, so he could probably be paired with anybody really. On that left side, but uh, Jackman. I think we need just to just be clever with with ways. And as much as anything, like given Jackman's, like you know he's been playing a very long time now. now that's not a dig on his age, but like his. If we want him to be effective, we're going to have to have somebody maybe beside him that is able to help with the tracking back and able to help with the skating. Because otherwise, we're going to lose him ten games into the season. Yeah. And and I'm I just mean lose his effectiveness. I don't necessarily mean he's going to get injured, but if he's if he's logging big minutes and skating up and down the rink, I I don't think he's going to be effective for the whole season.
1: Yeah yeah I agree, I think hit the nail on the head there really that we do need to be clever in terms of who we pair with him um, for that exact reason you know what I mean? he has played for a long time over a whole season can't will he be able to log the huge minutes that I presume he's going to have to log if he's got somebody who isn't as strong a skater beside him um, that's one of the I, I say one of them the doubt I have on him but his potential in terms of what we know he probably can give us Um, going forward um, is exciting
0: Exactly, he's going to be able to run a power play he's going to be able to contribute to, especially when when we're talking about a highly from what we've heard a highly motivated and energised forward line he's going to be able to to drive that forward and he's going to be able to play those outlet passes from defence and get get those guys going so it may well be that he's he's the, the first outlet pass and then the skating is getting done by the forward lines, you know. But we probably need to be smart with the way we use Jackman in terms of getting the, the proper output. Moyer, I, I don't have the same level of concern because he certainly seems to be more of a a safe head, a, a defensive-minded player. And so that doesn't really bother me who's playing with him as such. But it's more just making sure that the, the partnerships match up and make sure that they get the most out of everybody on that back end yeah definitely yeah do you have any concerns at all about about the you're signing Andrew
1: no I, I don't have any concerns about it. no you know like I said I would have preferred somebody you know different but him as a player and what he's going to give to the team I'm, I'm happy with
0: yeah cool stuff so let's now move on to the assistant coach announcement that I mean obviously it broke yesterday so everyone by this point everyone kind of knew it was coming but it, it kind of came from left field didn't it? The, the announcement that Jeff Hutchins former uh, Dundee Stars head coach would be joining the Five Flyers as an assistant Andrew what, what were your initial thoughts
1: on that? Um, well, I heard earlier in the summer that he'd be in helping dudes, you know. It's all just hearsay. I, I don't know if he had or not, but mm. they'd been helping dudes with recruitment and that. Um, so for a while, I thought if he had been helping dudes, this must there must be something more in it. I don't think he'd just be in just helping dudes, just for the sake of helping them. Yeah. Um, there must be more in it, but I didn't know if it was true. If he really was in helping them. First off, I thought, oh, I'm happy with that. I don't think so. I don't think I'm happy, with it. but the more the summers went on and I've known about it the more I've thought well actually the coaching side I have no problem with he'd done a good job in Dundee the first season he was the coach in Dundee to put together an outstanding team he won the conference and you know unfortunately met their match in the playoffs but uh, (laughs) you know he recruited well that year
0: it was a good team
1: Yeah, I mean obviously
0: one of the stars of that team was a guy we've been lauding all summer, and that was Nico Cicchetti. Yeah. Couple yeah, that with, with Rolick
1: and um, Polistroni. And Dan Bacala. Yeah. Who's now playing in the SHL for, for Lundam, am I right? Yeah, exactly.
0: It? So he's I, there's. he built a good team, he recruited well.
1: Yeah. And unfortunately for him, I, I believe this next year for them, his, his, um, his funds were were halved, well, maybe not half, but reduced anyway. So it made it harder for them to get, and that quality of players that it was that we brought in the first season in Dundee, where in five. You know, we've proven that we can pay the money to get these good players in. So with the money, I'm hoping that with Doots, they they have recruited a good team, and when the season starts, it's, it'll be proved that we've got a good team.
0: And actually, just talking about that, talking about paying the money, the Flyers now have a full import quota. Plus two bench coaches. Yep. What What are your thoughts on, on that? And and given that when we first came into this league, this this idea that we would have two coaches on the bench, plus a full import quota, all of those things seem alien.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, you know, it's, it's proved that the directors aren't you know cheaping out on us. They're, you know, they're, they're putting the money in, or we've put the you know fans have put the money in, and they're they're given as it looks like do all the money back and not keep it as much for themselves or you know putting it into other things like improving the rank and that I think it's a great move having two best coaches and the thing with Hutchins is I know he's, he's been out of hockey for a year but if push comes to shove we've got a guy there who can Got a couple of injuries you know to a couple of key imports and that. we've got a guy there who, who can if needs be when I don't think we will use him because I don't think we'll need to but we can then put him on the ice at some point and it gives us an extra body, if needed.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. He's he is a guy that will be able to offer that that sort of flexibility to to the lineup in the same way that kind of Martin doing it at in Edinburgh. Yeah. I suppose, you the know, same
1: as uh, Hartman done in Braid last year.
0: Yeah. Exactly. And and that's probably something that the, the Flyers will have as an option. I don't know whether they'll they take them up on that.
1: I I don't expect them to do it, but yeah, yeah it is an option to have. And, you know, folk, I know fans will get annoyed, you know, we're go with two bench coaches, why can't we put the money in towards the Brits? And this will be an argument that will you know, it'll go on for most of the season. the end of the day, the, you know, the, the owners want to play the local guys. It's their decision that we're a five club, we're, we're a local base club, so we play the local players.
0: And actually, just speaking of that, Hutchins' role comes with something just over and above being an assistant coach.
1: yeah. I believe he's, he's also the director of player development now as well. That's the, uh, the job he's got on it, which I think is a good move. I think it will help with the say the branching off between you know SNL and the Elite League. He'll have a job eh, taking these young guys and trying to improve these guys to make it easier for them to make that step up. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me if guys like Dingle, Jackman and Brooks spend a lot of time they're off time like when they're not doing training with the team trying to help these guys as well and maybe taking a wee bit extra responsibility in terms of improving the brits and that dingle especially because i think that's something he, he looks like he enjoys doing helping the younger guys um and i think it's i think overall it's a good move for the flyers you know, reservations at first and hopefully he can come in and uh, do a good job as an assistant and as obviously the director of development.
0: Well, I think that's it. I think he's a guy that's coming in who has experience of coaching in this league. And so he's a good soundboard for, for dudes. And maybe that's what the guys that are coming in as players, maybe they couldn't offer that soundboard of the understanding of how this league works. Like, you know, Jeff Hutchins has played 501 games in this league. He's been here for a very long time. He understands how the league works. And he does have good connections when it comes to recruiting. And... The, the players, you know, you, I don't really mean to speculate about who, who was uh, a Hutchins signing, who was a Dout signing, because we don't really know that unless they come out right and say it. But at the same time, as a whole, you kind of see the makings of some good players here. You know, you your making some good lines and that. So I think they've recruited quite well as a group. But as well, there needs to be that link between you know, the flyers and the players that are coming through. And so having somebody that's got a formal position, you would hope that that actually not only makes people aware of what these players are capable of, but also kind of highlights how to to develop these players and how how they can make that step from the SNL. Because, you know, players were doing that in Dundee under Hutchins. So it's, it's something that, I think he's got experience of. He's got an experience of working between an SNL team and, and an elite league team. It's not an alien thing to him. Whereas, it's possibly quite a difficult thing to explain to someone from out with the country or out, you know, out with this sort of this setup. You know, it's very difficult to kind of ex- explain to them how how it works. And so, bringing in a guy like this, he knows how it works. So there's there's no bedding in period in that point of view. He knows what this league's like, he knows what this building is like, it'll be interesting for him to see what it's like to have the, that, you know, have the Vyvice Arena on his side, which hey, hasn't happened before. No.
1: <laughs> Very much against them.
0: There's a few bed sheets getting folded up and put in a drawer, never to come out again now, I think, you know. Oh,
1: I know it's, it's going to be weird somebody going to their bed where uh, they're writing uh, Hutchins' hanky on it as the actual bed sheet. Yeah, they're going to have to use it as
0: a bed spread, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> um...
0: Yeah, it's, it's it's an interesting one. It's not one that I, I mean. I just I purely assumed that uh, today's announcement was going to be the sort of the promotion, if you like, of of one of our existing players. Yeah. Um, whether that be somebody like Dingle who was here last year, or somebody like Brooks or, or Jackman who had that role in Brayhead last year, that that was kind of what I was expecting. I wasn't expecting to see someone coming in with a uh, with that as the pure, the, the role in which they, they have with, within the club. Um, so it's, it's an interesting one, but I, I think it's a positive one. I do, I, I like, and as much as anything, I like the fact that the club now has 14 imports and and the two coaches on the bench. Now, you're spot on, Andrew. There will be people calling for more, more, by the way, of, of Brits in terms of you know getting a Brit from you know elsewhere in the league. Obviously, we spoke about um, Ben Davies on, Um, on the Purple Army podcast with Ross. And that, as Todd pointed out himself, that's the next step for the club. But that's not a step they've made this year. But they're starting the season with a full import quota and they've got two coaches behind the bench. So they've still made steps forward this season, Andrew.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm happy with the the steps they've made. We've got full quota. We've got two bench coaches. It's, It's looking good for us. I know we're like, no, not getting the Brits in that some fans were hoping for. But that will come at some point. It has to come at some point. These guys, these bits we've got, can't continue on year after year. They're going to retire or, or leave at some point. And whether or not the guy, the, the gap that Hutchins has came in to bridge can be bridged quicker than, than some players can you know, improve too. Um, remains to be seen. So at some point we're going to have to bring in other Brits um, But yeah, I'm happy that we've, we've went with two bench coaches. You know, it does show the um, a statement uh, from Fife that they are serious about it this season.
0: Yeah, it really does. I mean, I think I think they've they've built a good squad. Now that all the imports are here, I do I I like the look of this squad. The D, I'm still not too sure about kind of how it's going to work. I can see the way the forwards is going to work. You know, but the very fact that there's the two coaches, it just shows that the Flyers aren't willing to be just also rants in this league. Now, every team, and I mean this, every team has recruited well this year. And every team seems to be taking it more seriously this year, which is great. But I think with the the sign-ins and the coaching announcements that the Flyers have made, it shows that they're not willing to be left behind here. And I think that's really important. I do think that they've done... I think they've done well. Now, I think the team could be improved. The team could definitely be improved by adding some GB internationals. But every team in this league could be improved by adding a few more GB internationals to to bolster the squad. The Flyers also have made it clear that they're not going to go four lines. That... That, for me, is the right decision. We've gone over this before. Uh, if you remove even the the budgetary element to it in terms of coaching with with matchups and, and stuff like that, Doots doesn't have the, have the experience of, of, of doing that. Not many teams do, and I don't think it'd be fair to go into an experimental season this year. And then equally, Hutchins doesn't have that experience either. They have the experience of rolling three lines and, and doing that. So I think... I think that's the right decision. So there's still improvements to be made, but that doesn't mean that they haven't
1: made improvements in this off season. Well, no, definitely. Um, like I'll, I'll use another team for example, Dundee are only going three lines as well, the, and it, like you say, part of its budget, part of it is more to do with the actual coaching. The, if they've not had the experience in coaching four lines, it's not going to be easy for them to start doing it. And for Doots, this season isn't the season for them to do it. Especially been his first season on his own without Stewie, he's had stream for the last five years. He's now going with somebody else. Can he risk going full lines And it, you know, been an absolute nightmare on his first season as a new partnership. We'll, we'll call it.
0: Well, it's yeah, it's now it's now a new partnership. Yeah, definitely.
1: Um, maybe next season or the season after if it. If if it's going well this season and he continues on, it might happen. Um, I thing about it, though, is I, I maybe came a, seen it come across ro- differently to others. But when, they, when I was asked the question about four-line hockey, he went, we don't have the strength and depth to do it. He said, we're not getting the budget for it. And, I, and I, to me, that just made me think that dudes was saying, yeah, I'm bringing back these guys, but they are not good enough to be playing on a, on a fourth line, three Brits on a fourth line. We can't do it. We're not going to put three Brits who yeah okay are, are, are decent players but aren't you know good enough to hold their own as a line in this league and
0: equally we can't take an import out of the top three lines to, to supplement these lines you Yes, know? yeah.
1: and so it's a bit more yeah. like one owner's giving me the money let me sign once from might outside because it's not the budget that's the problem it's the ethos of the directors they want local guys playing and I like that yeah, yeah I've, I've I, I, like...
0: as, a, as a fan of this team, I like the fact that it's local players. There's something in that. There's something in seeing guys that that are from your hometown playing for that team, and that doesn't happen to the same extent in other parts of the UK. It happens in Dundee and it happens in Edinburgh, but elsewhere, you know, there's there's more competition for places for a start. But you know, down, down in, in with the teams in England, there's much more of a free movement between between the teams of the players and that's that's absolutely grand it's great that these players are in demand so you know well done to them if you like but there's just there's just something about the idea that local players are playing and it's something that dates back so long with the club it's 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 uh, it's really important for me but then at the same time if the team want to to win then they maybe need to look at at adapting if you like but yeah. we've kind of talked around these decisions, these um, these returning Brits. So let's actually talk about them now. So the first one is uh, Craig Douglas. I'm just going to do it by position, Andrew. So the first signing is is Craig Douglas coming coming back as as backup. Although we do know through previous interviews that I think Andrew Little will be spending a bit of time with the Flyers, um, whether it's on the bench or whether it's just in training. So. What are your, your,
1: your thoughts about, about the return, return of Douglas? Yeah, I'm happy with it. You know, Craig's a, a reasonable, he's a reliable, sorry, backup for the team. He knows, he knows his position. He, he's not, players are hoping they don't have to play him. You know, we, they want Shane to be fit for the whole season and play all the minutes. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, you know, I'm happy with Craig being back. It's one of these ones that, He's not going to, like we say, he's not going to be playing minutes, or huge minutes, hopefully. So it's one that you don't have to, you don't really pay too much attention to, because you're just hoping that if he needs to come in, he'll do a decent job, but he doesn't have to be the greatest goal goalie for that fact.
0: Yeah, definitely. And that, that's exactly it. The, the, way, the way the league works, I was going to say the way the flashback, but generally speaking, the way the league works, we went through this last season, there's not really anything... About the about the backup role that's that screams loads of ice time, you know. Um, the 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 goalies come in and they they generally log a lot of minutes. You know, they the guys that lead the line, whether they're import goalies or or or, or the Brits goalies like uh, like Bounds and Murphy. Although having said that, I mean, I think you might it's see nothing. Murphy Murphy might yeah. see a reduced reduced playing time this year because they have brought in
1: an import goalie. So certainly. Well, he's not though. He's he's classed as Brit. He's a British goalie. Oh so, yes, Jackson, yeah. Jackson Yes is is actually classed as a British goalie, so they have two British goalies. Yeah. I have three, because I have one say they've got Dixon as well, yeah. As well. Yeah.
0: But they've they've got real depth, you know. And they, yeah. and all three of those guys will see ice time, but generally speaking you're looking at um you're looking at the import goalie logging the the big minutes unless it's unless it's bounds and and really. Yeah. Um the next sign in D wise is uh, it's Tommy Muir coming back. First of all, Andrew, any surprises
1: on that one? no surprise at all. And you know he's, we know you know what you get from Tommy. He's um, a solid D man, and he'll do do a good job for us. He's done a good job every season since he came back, in. he's pretty proved. He's improved, and he's. I wouldn't say last season improved again, but he's now at a steady elite league. He's kind of he's kind of plateaued
0: now at a a responsible and a. Effective level for this league, yeah. you know, and, and it was a learning curve for him, but he's he's actually learned, as he's gone and been really impressed with how he's how he's progressed as a as an elite league
1: player. Yeah, definitely. Happy, happy to have him back. He'll do a good, like I say, do, do a good job, and you can rely on him. Definitely, he's he's a reliable guy.
0: He's also been highlighted as someone who will uh, look after his teammates,
1: a mania enforcer. <laughs>
0: I mean, he's he's a pint-sized enforcer, isn't he?
1: Hey, listen, I, I'm happy if you if somebody's fighting, me, put him out to fight an enforcer. I'm happy. Like, we can do we fight Tommy for five minutes. Whereas a lot of these teams not won't struggle, but uh, we'll, we'll see the effects of losing one of their imports for five minutes.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I would say that for, like for me, for me personally, like I I'm quite happy for the fires not to go with an enforcer player. But at the same time, if we're talking a purely tactical like trade-off between. Who's more useful to their team for five minutes? If, if Tommy is able to to take an import player out of the game for five minutes, and they both sit in the penalty box, that import forward's far more useful to to their team than, than Tommy is to the Flyers. You know, you're talking to get number six on the depth chart from a D point of view. It's not. Yeah. It's it's not not a huge loss. Whereas somebody who's coming out of the top six or or um, top four D. That that's more useful to the opposition team, so yeah, from a tactical point of view, he, he would be the the sort of the person that for me would would kind of fit that role better than uh, than most others. Chris Wands returned as well. That was announced this week. What what are your thoughts here, Andrew? With the extra import
1: D, do you think Wands is going to get the ice time? No, I don't think he will. I think you'll see very limited ice time for Wando unless there's injuries. And, you know, he's he's had. Decent defenseman, but you know it's nothing to shout off the rooftops about. He'll do a job if called upon. He he, he loves playing for the Flyers, so he, I mean, he's he's there for the love of the, of the jersey. And when he goes out on the ice, he gives his all, and you can't fault him for that. No. And um, and like I say, he'll be, he'll be a again. It's like I said, like Tommy, he'll be a reliable. Oh, sorry, he does, he'll be a reliable backup for if needed. At any point during the season.
0: Yeah, definitely I think that's a fair assessment of, of the sign out. I think just like you were saying about the you know like what, what Dutch was saying with, with four lines and stuff like that, am I don't expect him to, to ice loads, but we do know that he's capable and you know he's 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 a, he's a guy obviously who's who's got a wee eye for goal as well. well.
1: he scores some beauties <laughs> from time to time.
0: <laughs> um speaking of people who score beauties from time to time, Josh Schoon has also returned. Again, it's that same sort of question I'm going to ask you. I mean, do you see Josh getting a great deal of ice time this year, Andrew?
1: No, I don't. I don't see him getting a great deal of ice time at all. Um, I actually think, I might be wrong, but Wondo will get more ice time than Scooney because I think if something happens to one of the forwards, you'll see Fulmer move up to being a forward. Possibly, yeah. Wondo will step in. I I think that's what will happen. I think the way Flyers are recruiting, and the way that Dukes is recruited, he wants a high offence. So I think he'll go for. He knows he Well, he presumes he's going to get more offence out of Fulmer than he will of Scooney when it comes to it. When push comes to shove, so I don't think he will get it. I would have liked to have seen Scuny go on a two-way. If it was me.
0: well Because yeah, I think I think has got the ability to to put up points in in the SNL. You know, well, like he, I think he would, I think he would be one of the.
1: Top guy, one of the top yeah, guys. Be, in that be
0: good producer in that league, definitely. And I think, I think as much as anything, I think I've I've wanted to see for quite some time. I've wanted to see him play hockey, yeah. and I, I don't think he gets the opportunity to play. And I think you're right with with Wands and Muir. They will get time at the back, and they'll their job is to clear the puck. But when when it comes to Schoonies, his job is to to help with with the attack, and I don't think he gets those opportunities. Um, to do so and so actually a two-way deal would be better for him just to, to be playing hockey to be perfectly honest
1: yeah like the thing with Schooney is is that Schooney actually has some ability his problem playing in the league is not his height his weight you know he's too much of a slim build that and I don't want to say he gets bullied he just he's too easily knocked off the puck so he's affecting him for the flyers is really I'm just when he gets the puck just dumping it into the corner. And if we want to go with a high-skilled goal-scoring team this year, we'll want to have puck possession. we we we'll want to be skating in the zone with a guy, you know, and, and setting up some nice goals. And at the Elite Leagues, the now, until Scone can bulk himself up, I don't think he's suited the now. But if he's going to be playing for the Kestrels, say, regularly, when it gets to, it, he might have a bit more confidence in his cell in going on the ice, because he's got that game time where, certain events yeah. just training is completely different to actually playing games.
0: And that's been my argument all along about the the potential for, for movement like better movement between, the Flyers and the kestros.
1: you know. Um, I think I think there might be a wee bit better movement now with with Chain now in there.
0: Yeah, you have to hope that that's actually something that gets put in place. And not necessarily things. So I'm not trying to wish screen away from the flyers. No, no As such, not. I just don't think he's going to get the ice time. I don't. I don't
1: know. I, I think don't know where he the... hand That these other Brits have is his age. He's still relatively young, so he yeah. still has a good few years of, I presume, playing for the Flyers. You know, they're like ones and Tommy are. I'm not seeing at the end of their career, but you know that they're, they're in their thirties now. They're so... closing
0: in on the end of their career, so definitely, yeah. yeah, without doubt, and. And another player who's in that situation is Stephen Gunn, who he's signed back as well. We have to assume that that he's earmarked for actually regular ice time. He had a good season last year. Put up, put, put up good numbers. Played uh, played well with with Danny Stewart and, and Paddy Cullen. Those guys have both gone. How do you think he's going to fit in with this sort of high, high offence?
1: Uh, it's going to be interesting to see, anyway. Um, you know, Gunny. I'm happy to have Gunny back. You know, he's a good, he's a good forward for us. You know, no, I don't think any fan will complain that he's back. You know, if, if you're to say you pick your two Brits to come back, which two would you pick? I think, well, I don't. I do it's 100, percent but 95 at least percent would say Gunny and Tommy. You're the only two who who have proved they can do do it at this level to a reasonable extent. Yeah, okay will be interesting to see what he does in terms of the two new inputs that he gets put with but Gunny, Gunny's a good player yeah. he, um, he will put, I think he, again he'll have a good season he'll put up reasonable points and depending on what's, when we see these guys coming, the two guys on the side, what style they are it might help them more because we know with Stray like Stray like to carry the puck into the zone and you know, cycle with the puck keep a hold of the puck and then release it at the last minute or try and get a shot away if these guys are more willing to, you know, be more passing than that, Cunningham actually has a good shot on him. He will score goals, you know, yeah. Through I know it's a different level, but he was a high goal scorer in the SNL. You know, he scored goals for fun at that level. So he knows who the back of the net is, he's just playing at a higher level now. He needs to know that he can't take a shot every time he's got the puck And I think over the last couple of years he start his awareness and his gameplay is getting better, his overall gameplay is becoming more of a Let's say a complete player. You know, he's he's not just as soon as he gets the puck, head down skate towards goal and shoot. He's now become more of a team player and he's adapted well to having two imports with him and hopefully that continues and he improves more.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think I think the regardless of who he plays with, I think there's going to be speed on that line. And that's going to be difficult for him to
1: maybe keep up with that at times. Which I say Gunny's an elite skater. Jason Pitton said that I, he he four years three year ago how long it was four year ago he said it, so uh, he's a he's a professional ice hockey but I just take what he says
0: yeah exactly it's got that sort of wind up sort of Scooby Doo sort of running sort of thing <laughs> um, but I think that that's the only difference but that, then at the same time that work, work, that might actually work to his benefit because if he's got them and he's coming into he's coming into the slot then when they are actually kind yeah. of driving to the you know to the goal line so. It's actually, there's a potential that actually that will work in his favour and he'll get himself in more scoring positions. Um, so that, I think, I mean, he got 14 points last season. I could, I would have sworn actually that he'd gotten more than that because I just feel as though he was more of an offensive threat last season than he has been previously. And that's down to the fact that he was playing with two imports. So that's the Flyers returning Brits at this moment in time. There may be, maybe more to come. There's certainly some that I haven't announced as to, as to what's happening. I still wouldn't write off the the chance of um, maybe somebody signing from Dundee
1: that the Hutchins I, knows. I, I think we Hutchins. Yeah, with Hutchins. Now being in. I think we might get one. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. I've
0: not really heard anything to that effect, but I just I wouldn't be surprised because he obviously knows. He knows the guys quite well up that way. You, so. think,
1: you think, going by the fact of not signed back for Dundee, you think either Mccluskey or Dolan could be in the running for it. let
0: We're going to move on to some, some listeners' questions. Uh, first one's from uh, Fun Flyers on Twitter. They're just asking, like, basically about if the the rumor proves to be true. What do we think of us, of as assistant coach? I feel as though we've maybe covered that one. But the the next one is uh, Scott Guidi um, on Twitter asking, "Who do we think the best signing is that the Flyers have made this season, and do do we think that there's a realistic chance of winning a trophy this season?" Andrew, I'll let you answer that first.
1: Uh, as for best signing.
0: Yeah, best
1: signing. I, I, I would, I would say, Dingle. Recently, Dingle's been the best part of the business we've done. You know what you get from Dingle, and I think he's what this team's going to not evolve round, but he's he's what Dutch is trying to mould the team on that kind of style. So I think having him there and seeing how he plays and help the get will help the guys around him. Now, obviously, Tanel and Brooks to me are two outstanding signings. So if if you're wanting to know somebody who's came a new guy to, then I, I choose
0: one of these two so I asked you for one you gave me three yeah well
1: because
0: I'm happy with the team. <laughs> yeah no I, I agree and I, I think I, I think I'm you're happy. right I think if we're going on actually based on last season I think the, the re-signing of the dingo was, was essential really um, and I I think do you know it's difficult to say best sign I think for me what could be the most exciting sign is what Sisk is able to do here. And it's that sort of unknown. He's going to be playing a different system. Um, but he put up that many points last year that I, I find it hard not to be excited by the, the prospect of what he could do here. Now, in terms of whether we think they've got a realistic chance of winning a trophy, Andrew, what do you think?
1: Of course they do. You know, it's, it's who performs the best on, on the night against these, especially conference ones. I think... If we can, you know, I see I see upper game. But if we can play to the best of our abilities against the fellow conference teams, I see no, eh, I see no reason why we can't win the conference. Challenge Cup, we've got to get over that hurdle. The quarterfinals, we we seem to get there. and again, I think we'll get to the quarterfinals at least. Can we push on from that and get to semi final? You know, we we'll have to wait and see. We don't know how the team is going to gel together. Um, like we say it's a brand new team practically three, three returning um, imports so on the whole it's a, a new team and then the playoffs the playoffs is you know if you get into the playoffs and you can manage to get to the playoff weekend it's anybody's end you know you have yeah. one good game you're in the final you have another you know I mean finals is a completely di- playing the finals is completely different to any other game you know playing the semi-finals is tough but when you get to the final it's it's a different game both teams have got a lot of pressure on them, and especially if it's uh, one of the bigger, bigger teams, you know, if it's Sheffield or it's Nottingham, when you get down there and that's your plane, they've got a lot of pressure on them when they get to the final. You know, that, I think Fife could exploit that if they get there. Um,
0: yeah, that being said, that we didn't exploit that particularly well against Nottingham last year. We didn't. And, and I think that, that maybe that highlights the fact that we've gotten to the playoff final two of the last three years. So there's obviously something that's kind of, and it can't just purely be that we've played Scottish opposition because both times, those, both those teams have finished ahead of us in the conference. So, you know, it was maybe a favourable matchup for us, but those guys had both, both Dundee and Brayhead those seasons had had great seasons. So it's not just as simple as, as saying that, that it was conference opposition that, that allowed us to get to the, the finals weekend. So there's, there's something there. There's something in that, in that team, there's something in that management group, that means when it comes to these these events, and then the two other times we've made the quarterfinals of the playoffs, we've pushed the the league winners really hard. You know, so there's obviously there's something there that that means that we we are we are ambitious and we can. You know, let's not get ourselves like Todd won trophies like left, right, and center as a player when he's playing under Mo. So he knows what it's like to win. And he knows what it's like to win with the Flyers, you know. So it's obviously something that I think the Flyers are capable of. I think with the with the exception of the league, um, because I think that's a bit of a stretch. The Flyers could win every other trophy available to them. I think they have that capability. Of course. I think I think they can do that. Whether they will, you know, there's nine other teams that want to win as much as they can as well. So, you know, it's going to be a tough season, but.
1: Look at everything's
0: at it improved. Yeah, I, I, and I, I, do think that I think the standard's going to be, the highest it's been, that 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 I can remember. You know, so, um, yeah, they're going to be they're going to be good, but I, I think the Flyers could. I think the Flyers could could win a trophy this year, yeah, without doubt. And not just the Aladdin Cup. <laughs> uh, um, right, Andre, Let's say. Let's close the chapter that is the wall of frame. So far, we have Danny Stewart, Kyle Haynes, Bobby Chawont, and Jordan Fulton on this wall. Who's your final and
1: Remember how last week I said it was tough for me. This week has been really tough. You know, I've went. You know, I've went from player to player to player to player, just thinking who wants it. You know, I've had a, a few folk contact me and tell me who they think I should put in that, um, ranging from. Uh, Brian Pitton to Kevin Regan to Matt Nickerson, but I've decided to go for a guy who only played one season for the Flyers, but he's the kind of player I like. And the season he did have for the Flyers was an outstanding season. Um, I decided to go for Jason Pitton. All because I, I just like him as a player. What he brought, and it's what I think a lot of fans are crying out for this season, we wanted a guy, you know, that big body who can hit, can score, can assist if be can drop the gloves, and watching him, and watch that whole team, Watch that whole team would be my favourite team to watch, it was so exciting, and just him as a player, I really liked, so I decided to go for him.
0: So there we are, we went almost an entire episode without mentioning, that team, from the 2012-2013 yeah, season, and, <laughs> and then we've had to, we've had to actually mention it, I mean that's, that's it. Isn't it? I mean, he got 50, 58 points in fifty games for the Flyers. Was a. Was a really exciting player to watch, and I yeah. think I think you're right. Every year it comes to when it comes to recruiting, what gets mentioned is we need a Jason Pitton type.
1: Yeah.
0: And so I think it's a, yeah. We I
1: still haven't got one like, but we need one.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's that's the type of player that we like. Yeah. He he hits. He scores. Um. You know he. He's he's an aggressive player, but yeah. he he was part of that group, part of that forward group that all ended up in the top twenty scorers in the league. You know he, yeah, I I I think like it's said, I think it's a good addition, yeah.
1: Yeah, and like I said, you know, guys, there was a lot of guys, you know. Kevin Regan but well, you know, had a had a shout for for me and I, you know, and, and he was like, fantastic for us. Brian Pen again, had an outstanding year for us when he was here. And um, Nackerson done well in terms of what he brought to the team. Unfortunately, for me, he's not my kind of player. I, I'm not one who, like, somebody that just, who predominantly just wants to fight. Yeah, I know he's a hey, great defenceman. Yeah, I'll never take that away from me. He has a good defenceman, he's proved that. But he, he wasn't controlled enough in Fife, in my eyes. He just wanted to take upon himself just to fight anybody that was willing to fight him. And that's part of the reason why he missed out on I me. Mean, I'm not interested in guys that just want to fight. Where Pitt and doesn't want to fight, but if need be, could. Um, and then was other guys, were like Matt Reburne, I thought over the two seasons he was here was consistently very good. You know, they put up over a point again game both seasons and done really well for us. And these are other guys were unlucky to miss out. But I just went, I thought my last one has to be somebody who, me, as it's my wall, enjoyed watching. And yeah. Jason Pitt's one of the guys I've enjoyed watching the most.
0: And I think this is important to stress as well. This is all time. This is like, this is Elite League. This isn't, you know, players we've seen. Because I think we've spoken, I don't know if we've ever spoken on the show before, Andrew, but, you know, if this were all time in terms of player we've seen, somebody like, you know, like Dutes would be on that wall if it were all time performance for the players.
1: Definitely. And, And even a guy like Kyle Horn would get on that if, you know, it was all time. I just feel Kyle, his performances haven't been the best since we've been back in the Elite League.
0: Yeah, he's been a good servant, but he was he was more striking in in his uh, of course. his output in 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 those B and L days, and so it probably would be nostalgia that would have got him up on that wall. Yeah. And, and, than... and
1: as you said to me, it was an it was the elite league players that you want, and unfortunately, I have to go with who I think's done well for the Flyers in the elite league. Like you say, not for the whole time of the Flyers going back to B and L that. You know, I had to go with elite league players, so. I've chose who I think and I'm not saying by the way that the five players I've picked are my five favourite players they're not but I've picked them more on what they've done for the fires when they've been there
0: I think though Andrew that's probably as good a time as any to, to draw things to a close a huge thank you to everyone that's listened to us today don't forget to give us a shout on Twitter with any feedback or any any future questions you have, any ideas for, for future uh, future features on the sh- on the show, uh, get me on Twitter at MurderCockey. Uh, and- Andrew the guys can get you at Aframe Get us on uh, Facebook, facebook.com slash or you can email us at murdercockyblog at gmail.com. Huge thank you to everyone again for listening, and we'll speak to you again soon.